PNC Park press box last night. This is between innings. And a buddy of mine, St. Louis reporter, known for a long time, who also used to cover the blues, asked me just a real general question related partially to the Eric Carlson trade, but not really, in saying, how's the team going to be? Like the whole team. How's it look? And I'm here to confess to you, it took me a while to come up with an answer. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. So I first went over, maybe just to buy myself some time, the many virtues of adding the reigning Norris Trophy winner to your defense corps, as if this was going to enlighten my friend further. Talked about the impact on breakouts, talked about moving through the neutral zone, talked about additional attack zone time, talked about the power play, buying myself time. But when it came right down to it, I didn't have an answer. And I'm not sure how anybody could. I mean, you could do some sort of statistical, advanced analytical model on it. I'm sure Kyle Dubas and his staff have done all kinds of work to that effect. You want to know what you should be doing, what your reasonable expectations are as a team. You want to have some idea of what are your strengths, what are your shortcomings, And there are ways to attempt to project that. But you can't know that. You can't know. You can't know who your surprises are going to be. You can't know who your disappointments are going to be. You definitely can't know who your injured players are going to be. Heck, you can't forecast the most important position on the ice with this franchise. Meaning the goaltending. Of course. So I look at what's there and I say, all right, well, Sid's a pretty reliable point-of-game producer and so is Gino. So we're off to a really good start. Carlson actually had more points than either of them last season. And you still can't do anything. Certainly not anything that's reliable. So I'm going to ask this question back to you, seeking a response. And you know how to reach me. It can be on our website, on DK Pittsburgh Sports, uh, on the app. You can do it on YouTube. You can do it email, however it is that you want. You know how to get me. Send me in less than 100 characters, not words, characters, like a tweet. What your hopes are. For this team, not a prediction. I'm not looking for a record. I'm not looking for how many rounds of playoffs. I'm talking about what your hopes are for this team. How is it going to look? How is it going to feel? When the Penguins are performing at their peak in this new Carlson era, how will it click? What, aside from the very obvious, will make them dangerous? This was as far as I'd go with my friend on this. I believe that if the Penguins were to adopt some differences 
to their approach and place way more of an emphasis on defending than what we've seen over the last two, three years. And when I say emphasis, I don't mean the head coach clamoring for it. I mean execution and accountability. If that were to happen and there were to be goaltending, this team could be a contender. Not the contender, definitely not the favorite, but a contender. And at the same time, the scenario that I just gave you doesn't seem all that plausible. Look, training camp will open, and I'm going to ask Mike Sullivan point blank about defending. I can tell you that right now. I can tell you that right now. I don't tend to announce my uh, questions in advance, but that one's been on my mind for a while. I want to hear what this team is going to do to upgrade its defending. I want to hear how they're going to become, ready for it, hard to play against. How they're going to become again, as they were about three years ago, in your face, all over the ice, Brandon Tanev. How are they going to get that reputation back that was beginning to follow them, a positive one, from city to city, everywhere they went? The teams they were facing, their players, their coaches would say, man, we hate going against Pittsburgh. It's just, I mean, for all the star players they have, we just hate having to deal with them. They don't give you a, an inch to breathe. And then those guys, you give them an inch and they score a goal like it's nothing. That, to me, is what the identity needs to be here. But I, I want to hear yours, okay? Reach out to me. Let me know. Again, 100 characters or less. I'm not, not, not looking for record predictions at all. What are your hopes for how this team will play when we come back, J1Q? This segment of Daily Shots brought to you by Family Table. Mom-inspired, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No prep, no mess, just reheat. That gives you more time for your family or hobbies. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. Use the code DK40, that's DK40, for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon Thursday for Monday delivery. Family Table, bringing families back to the dinner table. Today's J1Q comes from Baj, who says... DK, this team got even older, it also got a little tougher. It's not slow, but it won't be fast switch quick either. So you need a neutral zone system and also to be amazing at incidental interference to slow down and frustrate other teams. Can Mike Sullivan coach those things? Or will it remain the broken record of staying on the right side of the puck and winning puck battles, which will have them all burned out, injured, and flipping Carlson the trade deadline for two first-rounders. This roster needs to be a little devious, not just trying harder. First off, Botch, I got to say, if you can get two first-rounders for a guy when you just gave up a first and a second for him, you've probably got yourself a pretty good trade. But your general points are loud and clear and appreciated 
And I'm not going to completely disagree with you. I happen to believe in Sullivan's system, but nowhere near to the extreme that he believes in it. I can promise you that whenever these questions and answers start happening at camp, Sullivan is going to talk about being on the right side of the puck. He is going to talk about winning puck battles. He's going to talk about protecting the puck. He's going to talk about making good decisions with the puck. He's going to talk about the danger areas and all the other phrases that you come to know and love from the man over the years from the sound of it. But you don't need, this is the one clarification slash exception that I'm going to take to what you raised, a system to clog anything or anyone in the neutral zone in 2023. You just don't. The trap hasn't been legislated out of the game, but it's been, well, pardon the pun, neutralized. It really has. There are a lot of different ways to break the trap that didn't exist in the Jacques Lemaire era. To cite one example for you, you didn't used to see these systematic rink-long dump-ins where the forward is positioned out by the other team's blue line for no other purpose than to redirect it into the zone and avoid the icing. That's a heck of a way to beat the trap. You know how? Because now you go and you chase those defensemen, and they don't want to be chased. Defensemen hate turning their back on the play. And you pound them. You wear them down. You make them miserable. And by the second period, that's the end of that. Because nobody wants to deal with it. And all of a sudden, you've got a forecheck going all night long. This did not occur in hockey even 10 years ago. So going up the wall, and not just the wall in the defensive zone, the whole wall. Going up that wall is always an option. There's other ways, too. You don't need to do that. This, I agree with Sullivan on 100%. The best way to avoid giving up odd man breaks or speed rushes through the neutral zone is to not be dumb with the puck in the attacking zone. Almost all goals that begin in a defensive zone, meaning like a rush, three-on-two, whatever it is, odd man especially, is the direct result of an unforced error. That is statistically proven. Now, what constitutes an error? That depends on your system. That depends on how you define your danger areas, how you find the right words to convince Gino to not make that lateral pass just inside the blue line unless he is 171% sure that it's going to make it to the other side. But I don't mean to dismiss your overall notion. I do believe that adjustments need to be made. I do believe, as I stressed in the opening segment today, that this team needs to become a lot better defensively or nothing else will matter. Nothing else will matter. I appreciate the question. It's a good one. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. going to do another one of these tomorrow. And don't forget to send me your feedback. I'll be sharing some of that on the show. 